It's BB Chatter Live. It's Keith here. I've got Kathy and Finley with me. Finley, you've got something special to share? I do, Keith. I have a bit of a prepared statement. First off, I want to commend the two of you on a good episode the other night. I had a chance to listen to it afterwards, and it was the most exposure I had to be be a celebrity BB and the whole thing over the last few days. So I appreciate it. And now, of course, I have to cough, so I'm going to mute myself for a second. That being said, I come to you tonight with uh, with a couple thoughts over the last week that I've developed about this house and about the game itself. You know, the house, Big Brother house over the years, can and does draw out your worst behaviors. We see this all the time. We've seen people go from what seem like rational reasonable people up front to total schizo nutbags by the end of it. And then we see some other bad behaviors that come out every so often. We've got, for example, this season, Tamar's self-interest and wildly inaccurate retellings of what happens, the likes of which could fill a book. You have Joey and his remarkable regimen to make himself look like a bearded mannequin on steroids. And then... Well, we have the Virgin herself, the Virgin Lolo. You know, I don't know if you know this, Kathy, I may be revealing a little too much of the guy code here, but guys have a way at times when given enough evidence to see a potential sutras having what we like to refer to as the crazy eyes. Now, this is not a new concept. You know, the the eyes are the windows to the soul and Sometimes you can look inside and see the asylum that rests there, and Lolo, well, she has this in spades. To say that Lolo's crazy and has anger issues is like saying the sky is blue, or that Ryan Lochte is perhaps a bit slow on the uptake, or that I have a love affair with slightly sarcastic humor, or lasagna. Oh, sure, she's loyal, completely loyal, until it suits her otherwise, and I love the fact, by the way, that even Julie called that out tonight as part of her uh, conversation with Cato. I don't know what kind of loyalty definition she's got, but it's uh, it's not in my dictionary, folks. Not only that, she has a remarkable ability to ratchet up the anger faster, farther, and higher than anyone I've ever seen, which is appropriate because that's the Olympic motto as well, faster, farther, higher. She can bring the heat down on you like nobody's business. She hits, hits that anger faster than Usain Bolt runs to the liquor store or the grocery store or any store for that matter. And folks, I did an Olympics joke there. Had to explain that in case Ryan Lochte was paying attention or listening. The funny thing is, though, I've learned over the last week of not being able to watch as much Big Brother feeds that the TV show is only scratching the surface of this. We don't get to see any of that on the show almost. I mean, we saw a little bit of it. The argument in the kitchen with Cato and Tom, that was just a tiny bit of the crazy that we got to see. I cannot stress to you enough the importance of watching the feeds, which of course you can get through bbchatter.com. This is something that you can do anytime. You can click on the watch BB feeds there. 
And I recommend you do it because it is worth it. You get a lot of extra stuff. You get other people's crazy. And let's make this also clear. Lolo's not the only person I'm targeting right now. To say that Tom had an incredibly bad run at HOH is an understatement. That dude screwed the pooch. I don't know where it really came from, the idea to get Ricky, except the idea that they just didn't trust him in that group. And and again, to his credit, Cato kind of called out, yeah, this was the point where we screwed up tonight. I got to give him credit on that. But really the reason that Cato's out of there tonight is Tom and his foolery, and there was no clearer point that we knew that Cato was gone than when you saw that I'm not doing shit look on Lolo's face when she went up to do the veto tonight. I don't know if y'all caught that, but it was very clear. It's like, nope. So all of this goes to show that loyalty can either be proof that uh, it's stupid in this game or it can win you the, in this case, quarter million dollars. I really don't know anymore. And that's the nice thing about this season so far. I don't know who's going to win. You know, we've had seasons of the regular show the last couple of years where we knew who was going to win. Big Brother 20, as much as we enjoyed it, we knew one of the big fo- uh, three was going to win this. It was just a matter of who got to the end. I have no idea who's going to win this season. I don't. I don't know if you have an idea, Keith, Kathy. I don't know if either one of y'all do, but I don't. And I got to say, as much as I did not expect it, I'm loving the hell out of this. And so I hope you are too. And that's that that by the way is about a week's worth of buildup I've had in me to talk about this show. That's how much I've been looking forward to tonight and being able to talk about this show with y'all. That's all I gotta say on that. Well, cool. Thanks, Finley. I can only say one thing. You've never met my ex wife. Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Well, you realize the way that sounded was you've never met my ex wife Kathy. So. Well, no, no. I, I took at least two beats before I said Kathy, and then I waited for the laughs, and I was about to say, uh, what's your take? Well, you've never met my my mom's side of the family, because if you had, you'd understand Lolo's temper. <laughs> that so means, go ahead. No, we're all familiar with it, then. Please go on. Yeah, well... So. Go ahead, Kathy. I will, I will say this. You're right. You know, you have the feeds when they're shown, and you don't really get a lot of... It seems like we don't get a lot of feeds. And then because they're cramming so much in a show, you don't get a lot of DR, the diary rooms, um, confessions. Because I swear it was either Saturday or Sunday. I forgot which day. Tom on the feeds was going on and on to Cato about, well, my plan is I'm just going to act like I'm dejected and, and I don't want to be here. You know, then maybe they won't put me up or they'll vote me out. And the whole time, Cato's like, okay, well, whatever, but I don't think that's going to work. And I, and I felt like Cato just wanted to say, well, you just shut the F up. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. obnoxious the way Tom went on and on and and because you don't get to see any of those diary room confessionals you don't really get to see what the contestants are thinking half the time 
Yeah, we miss those a lot. I mean, I personally miss the DRs not being there uh, in a major way because we don't get as much insight into the way they're thinking. And the little tiny bit of real information that we get on these feeds, they're so desperate not to show us anybody misbehaving that we, we don't even see very much of that either. I mean, compared to what Lolo did, compared to what we saw, it's actually worse than uh, anything you described, uh, Finley. But whether that makes her on a par with my ex-wife or not, I'm not sure. I guess we'll get back to that. Uh, you know, you know the uh, my wife would kill me for saying this, but they could benefit from having this show run seven days a week or two hours a night when it does air. She would kill me for saying that, but it's the absolute truth. There is just so much stuff going on that they can't show us. Yeah, they can't afford that, you know? Nope. I mean, all these people, first of all, they're doing pretty good in the ratings. So that's a plus. But all these <clears throat> all these people are getting, the, the house guests are getting a lot of money you know for way a lot of money compared to the summertime bb house guest mm -hmm. and if they extended it for a week had more you know tv time and more feed time so we could get more into a regular bb i don't think they could make any money on it i don't know but i will say you know i can't you know i absolutely agree we need more feeds we we need more dr we need more Tamar bring the crazy, I guess. I mean, you got to realize, guys, that's what would happen if this season had more shows, more time on the air, right? We would be seeing all this stuff that Tamar is doing that we really don't want to see. Well, we may not want to see it, but others do. By the way, a little side note. The feeds are back on right now, and it is beautiful. It is that moment that we always love to see. Ricky actually said, we've got to keep winning. That moment where you realize, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're idiots. They're idiots. They think they can run the town. Nope. Well, they're getting closer anyway, you know, a lot closer. Kathy, do you think we get enough Tamar on the feeds and on the uh, on the shows? Would you like more Tamar in your life? <laughs> well, um, not really, but I feel like they really spoke to her. Maybe they did give her that Xanax or Xanax because she asked for it. Because I was shocked, and I and I said it on the board earlier when Natalie went into her and said. You know, something about, we're going to do what you want, but you better make sure you check your girl. And Natalie had her finger and her face. Mm -hmm. I was shocked that Tamar did not snap. But maybe she did, and or maybe she was pissed, but again, you don't get to see those confessionals again. Yeah, that's true. I, I was surprised, you know, in the same way. I mean, nobody should be foolish enough to go and kind not kind of threaten you know actually at point range threaten the person who's the most volatile in the whole house versus you know just chilling and making sure but you know candy is freaking people out 
and for good reason. I mean, the one thing that has been constant all week is Candy's and Tamar's here saying, oh, we need to get somebody else out. We need to get Natalie out, mm. especially. And you know what? That played out pretty well tonight on the show. And and I think, to Kathy's point, we didn't need to see kind of how it plays out. We know Tamar's plan, or not her plan, but her way of operating. Somebody says something to her, it becomes 30 to 40% worse whenever she tells it to somebody else, which means who knows how it plays out in that head of hers. But I guarantee that little scene with Natalie, it was great that they showed it on the episode tonight because that does set a tone there for, wait a second, whoa, 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 why does she want to take Natalie out more? Well, we know why, because Natalie made a point of saying to her, you know, don't fuck this up, essentially. Yeah. Well, here we are. You know, the one thing that's really important is who's going to be the next HOH and the way that they're editing. And, and, and I mean, and I guess it's really scripting more than editing because they didn't edit out the HOH. It hasn't even happened yet. Not being able to see that immediacy of eviction HOH is really a drag. You know, I think... If I had to pick one thing that bugged the heck out of me about this season, it's that we don't have that usual flow that almost every live eviction BB has, and I miss it, you know? It would be way fun right now to start speculating about what the new HOH was going to do, but the truth is, is we can't do that. And by the time another episode of this show appears, which will be Thursday night, everything will be all done and there won't be anything to talk about because it already happened and everybody already knows. We can have a reaction to it and that's about it. it it's, that's the only thing that's been bugging me and I, it really came to a head tonight because I was like, you know, this is stupid. We should totally be getting the next HOH comp. It doesn't take that long. Um, especially Q&A, but maybe every single one is going to be a competition. And in that context, and I mean a physical or athletic or, or something like that, and in that context, um, the ability of this crew to do something on script, on the air, is not very good, even though there's some kind of actorish people in here. It's like Dina. Oh, what, 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 did, what did you tell me? Oh, what am I supposed to do? Mm. And there goes the, the last 10 minutes of the episode and there won't be HOH finished and everybody's going to be going, oh, these producers, how could they make this mistake? So I get why they really try to limit that, that uh, live pop, but still kind of bugs me. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, you know, you're saying that, and I'm, I'm sorry, Kathy, I'll make this point real, really, really quick, and then I'll move out your way. I'm looking at the cast that's remaining. There's only one actual actor in there, and that's the thing about it. Everybody else is either an athlete or a reality TV star. So, yeah, there's there's not really anybody in there that can bring it. So, But anyway, Kathy, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I agree. I mean, it's just like Dina drives me bonkers. It's just like... Is it true? Is it false? And switching, and it's just annoying. There's a word for it. 
annoying yeah. as fuck. Yes. I mean, and that's probably why they can't do it, because they probably do have to explain stuff to them. And, and speaking, I was thinking about this yesterday, and it's like they they coddled them. There's no, um, gosh, you know, the food competition. What is it they give them? Oh, slop. Oh, they don't give them that. And it's like, these are A-list stars. It's not like they act like they're not. I mean, Natalie, Eva Marie, probably lives in a normal house like the rest of us. Same well, with Kato, same with Tom Green. It's not like they live a life of luxury. Well, I have actually got something to say about that. And Finley, go ahead and, and give your feedback. And then I'm going to switch up gears because I went searching on the internet about these people and found out some really interesting stuff. Well, I'm glad you did. And just to, to point out something, they actually do have slop in there. Jonathan was on slop for two days and they never showed it at all. In the, between those first and yes, he actually came out and talked about this in an interview. He was on slop for two days between that first and second veto competition. They never showed it. They never showed a thing about it. Weird. You're right. Well, they need to preempt CSI more. That's all I got to say on that. Okay, so... Now, before you go to the net worth, I do want to clarify. Tamar is used to living a life of luxury. Yeah. Candy has a nice home. All of these people are used to living a life of luxury. And that's somewhat of a surprise and at the same time um, some of them are in a little bit of a hole right now so let me ask you both who do you think is the number one on the list net worth on this whole show mm. candy I'm pulling up a, uh, a map of the no, thing. Uh, no, oh no, no net worth net, net worth, worth. That's, no, there's no question the mooch Kathy. Oh. Uh, not Kathy. Well, the mooch. Okay. Yeah, but he wasn't actually a house guest. He's not playing okay. the game. He's not even there. But yeah, we already talked about him. Net worth estimated at about $50 million. Now, there's someone that's actually not very far from that. And Kathy, you were correct. Um, Candy rolls in with about $32 million, as I recall. So in somewhere in the mid thirties, and I think it was thirty-two or thirty-three million net wow. worth. Nobody else on this show was anywhere close to that, not even close. Tamar, eight million net. No, not not chump change. Not chump change. Ryan, six million. So somehow he's not quite in the well. Actually, we do know why he's a little screwed up, and that's because he's kind of a stupid jerk. But, um, yeah, he doesn't have the major sponsorship deals like somebody in the Mike Phelps range or somebody like that. Not even. Um, Okay, which of these people do you think are in the whole negative net worth? Okay. There's two of them. No fair peeking at Google, guys. Not peeking. 
So, uh, oh, well, I thought you were going to give us three people. We had to say which two were in the hole. Um, no, no, I'm just saying there's two people on this cast as players that are in the hole. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Joey Lawrence and Dina Lowen. Cool. Kathy, what do you think? I already know the answer. Oh! But, yeah. But you so, were right, though. You're, you're right. With Joey, which, which shocked me with Joey. Well, but Dina, I'm not surprised. Yeah, Dina has all her money, apparently, was in a house that is, has negative, uh, negative equity. And she can't sell it and and be whole, and she needs money. She's she's about two or three hundred thousand in the hole, uh, and Joey's not doing well at all. Joey sold all of his future residual income for about fifty thousand dollars to as part of going through, um, you know, a creditor process and all. And I don't know exactly where he is, whether it's bankruptcy or workout or what. But again, he's about the same as Dina, two to $300,000 in the hole. All of his fancy cars disappeared. Um, mm. So that's the desperation factor. And, uh, you know, I get it. It's one of those things where you don't know um, where your next acting job is coming from. And even if you're careful, one misstep, and boom, there you go. So, moving up from there, who do you think is sitting just a little bit in the plus side? Cato. Nope. Oh. Uh, let's see. Lolo? Nope. Well, that's true. She'd have some endorsement money and reality TV show money. Uh, I'm doing the math in my head. Natalie Eva Marie's probably got a decent enough thing going from, from everything she's got, so I don't think it's her. What was the question again? Who's barely slightly above water? Slightly above water. Oh, hello. Nope. I'll say Tom. He's a touring comedian. They don't typically... Nope. Well, shit. <laughs> Who's left? <laughs> Kathy, what did you just yeah, say? I know. Ricky Williams. Oh, no way. I don't know. I, okay. I, I can't think okay. who it would be. The only person that you haven't already tried to guess is Jonathan. Jonathan really, Hunt. I would have thought he'd be doing a little better than that with the Food Network money. Nah, you know, those off-networky things don't do that well. Plus, you know, he, he's like a, you know, settled-down guy. He, he came in on the things that I read at about 300000 to the plus, which means to me that he owns a house um, somewhere in the L.A. area or something like that. And that's enough right. to put you right there anyway. I mean, even with a mortgage, you have positive equity unless you bought it a really long time ago. So, yeah, now after that, you get up into a range where a lot of people, relatively speaking, are in the $2 million range. And I'm just going to cut to the chase and not try to make you guess. But before I do that, 
Who do you think comes in second place from the players after Candy? Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Ricky Williams as well. I think he made Mr. enough during his athletic career. Mr. $10 million in the bank, Ricky Williams. And absolutely, he played enough football. He could have made $100 million and salted it away, but he ended up with a you know nice, fat $10 million investment portfolio. And that's pretty much the dividing line these days. If you think of somebody being independently wealthy, and that doesn't include being, you know, like getting a, a disability check or something like that. The, the old joke goes, you know, I want to be independently wealthy. And the genie goes, poof, you're on disability. But the bottom line is, yeah, at $10 million, he's looking pretty good. Now, Tom Green is sitting at about $5 million. He had money. He did make money at one time, and he seems to have held on to it. Uh, the other people that are right around that range, the, the one that I'm thinking of most of all is Ryan at about $6 million. Um, Lolo is sitting at about $2 million. Natalie, also about $2 million. Now, since I didn't make a list... I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, which of these people did I forget to mention now? Is that like horrible or what? Dina. Dina. Oh, yeah. Dina. Well, we already went over that. Dina is in the hole. Her, she, she's, oh, that's right. She's Dina negative. and Joey in the hole. That's right. Dina and Joey in the hole. Jonathan, a little plus. Candy number one, Ricky, number two, Tamar, number three, Tamar, number three, and then, you know, around the $2 million range. Lolo's career, she still has, even though she's unlikely to ever be in another Olympics, she still has some um, endorsement deals, and the one that comes to mind is Red Bull, so I'm wondering... When she talks about how hard it is to hold on to her virginity, whether that's a particular description of the times that she's using all that free Red Bull that she gets, along with the money, and mixing it with vodka. Inquiring minds want to know. Or do they? Actually, we probably don't want to know. But I'll say this about Lolo. I, I was really surprised to find out um, her bio and it is not a pretty picture the no. anger uh, management aspects and all that kind of stuff I mean talk about pretty much growing up without anything living in a church basement and then going from there to being shuttled from you know one high school family to another as she really started to focus um, on her track in high school. So, you know, it's just the way out for her, but there's a lot of baggage, and, and I wouldn't really, you know, be... It, it's, it's harder to be as picky, and, and I hate to word, use the word judging, but I guess we all do that here. It's kind of what we do 
in a sense. We share our impressions. And in some ways, her impression publicly, it's not real great. But, you know, she's far from being trapped in the sort of lifestyle that she grew up in, which was nothing and nowhere and, and really desperate. Um, she's far from desperate. She's got $2 million in the bank. And she's showing up on shows like this, Dancing with the Stars, which I never watched that show. Do you guys watch that show? No. No, no. Yes, I I do. I don't really... Well, I I watch it, but I'm not a... It's not like a Real housewife show or something. Gotcha. But I, I'll watch it. But I don't even remember when she was on. I think she was the first one off. Yeah, I from what I know, she, she was on for about the length of a cup of coffee. Yeah, there you which go. shocks me. But um, can I change the subject on you? Sure, because I'm all done talking about people and money anyway. Um. So, do you think Tamar wasted? her opportunity to be HOH, do you think she should have thrown that last HOH, considering she had the power? I'll let Kinley go first on this, because I got really something to say about that. Um, the short version is the HOH power is more powerful than the other one in this case, and getting out a major enemy is going to be worth more for you, probably. Can't guarantee it because we don't know who's going to win HOH. But right now, taking out an enemy is more important. Uh, she she wasn't being targeted directly. Nobody knew who was you know had the power, so she didn't have any of that going against her. Nobody still knows that she had the power, so there's no blowback there. Uh, Tom completely misread the room and went after two people that he shouldn't have. No, I think that her taking the chance right then and there to get the power and get one of them out um, with a potential third target, no, I think she made the right choice by going for that HOH and getting it. Keith, what about you? Yeah. I think for her to risk not... Dude, somebody needs to put their phone in one of those little bags that doesn't let any calls come through. But anyway, sorry about that. Um, the bottom line is, is first of all, you never know what could happen and how things can go down. Like you could think you're safe, not use a power and Mm -hmm. then get screwed like Marcellus or worse. You could do it on purpose like (laughs) Lawan. So... The other thing is, is you just don't know whether you're going to win or not. It, you know, when you're in the competition, turning off the "I'm here to win this game" mode is hard. You know, and she's got to stand up at the end and say, "I didn't," you know, laze my way into this big win here. I deserve the money because I played hard. I won competitions. Um, I was straight up with you all. I was everybody's yeah. best friend, and and lots of other lies like that. So I think it, it's very much in her interest to make sure number one, no matter what happens, she's safe, and number two, to show up like she deserves the prize at the end of the show. 
I'm going to add one additional thought to this because it, we saw it play out tonight. The best thing she could have done was go for the HOH because we saw who she was up against. Kato was up and in, in going for that final uh, shot against her. Now, we don't know who he would have gone up against if she'd have thrown it early. But instead, he's up there. And Kato would have had her easily as a backup target if necessary if he oh, was yeah. HOH. Yeah, Kato had endless targets in that case. Ricky and Natalie probably would be the two big ones um, from my perspective. But, you know, Natalie, a little side note on her, she's got a degree in business administration and a degree in art and she's acting and all this kind of stuff. She's still, I think, not in there as the person who I thought she was at the beginning, the the major brain of the house. Um, you know, Tom's relatively smart and so are a couple of other people, even though I can't think of their names. Oh, I know, Ricky. Ricky takes the number one prize for brains in the house at this point, according to me, anyway. Um, but, you know, it's it's weird when you think about who's smart and who's stupid. In this game, quite often, it doesn't matter. You know, it's who's likable. We all know a certain contestant who finished second twice because he's a mean asshole, even though he's really smart. Well, I should say his persona is rather on the mean, punky side of the pie, if you will. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even want to say his name, so forget that. Beardy McDipshit, yeah. Beardy McDipshit, yeah. It's like, I was afraid we were going to see his stupid ass in one of these little walk-ons like Gallagher just did, and it would be like, oh my god. Why don't you just go and get Jesse and, and let him walk around topless? That would be more fun than watching Mr whatever the yeah but guy. you know what you know what though i don't see any of them getting on here because you know gallagher yes mainly it's us us older folks that that might know who he is but gallagher at least has a name nobody in the celebrity world's gonna know the other dude let's be honest well i mean this is what they try to do they they try to take their little disciples and push them and push them and push them. But you're right. We haven't seen that at all this season. And uh, I didn't watch enough of the shows last year um, to really know if anybody from the regular BB made an appearance or not. I don't think they did. But mm -hmm. say la vie. So we have all these people now. Anybody want to take a wild guess who's going to win HOH? My guess, it's going to be either Lolo or Natalie. Interesting, yeah. And so you don't think Candy's going to step up and, and try to play a, a frontline role this time? I don't know that. Although she says she's competitive, I, don't, I think the only time she would win if they're playing cards or something. I don't think she's really going to be good in the game in a competition 
Interesting. Finley, what about you? Any, any, uh, any thought about who really wants it out there? Well, um, it depends. I mean, are we at a point where a pendulum swing could happen? Because I feel like it did already. Tamar winning felt like a pendulum swing, and I don't know if they, if we're going to see a flip of that just yet. It could very easily. This is not you know actual science or anything like that, but I, I'm kind of of the opinion that you might see a little bit of a run here. Um, Tom might win. Certainly, it's a possibility, but I think you are more likely to see somebody like um, a Ricky or I think this will be an athletic thing, and I think you might see an athlete win this next one. So, okay, that's that's my theory. Yeah, I have the distinct impression that Tom, whether correctly or not, has to believe that they want him out just as much as they wanted Cato out and they're coming for him next. So I think Tom has a super, you know, need to win if he wants to stay in the game, or at least I believe he would interpret it that way. Whether he actually makes the super effort to win or not is another question, but I think he might. I think Natalie has the skills to win a couple of different ways, and so I would say she's at a point where she knows Candy is playing shit with her, and that's going to light her on fire. Lolo needs the same thing. You know, she knows the same thing. So those two, I would expect to be on fire to win, just like uh, Lolo was for the veto tonight. Ricky, I don't I don't think Ricky perceives a need for himself to win. I think he's going to kind of sit it out and figure he's cool no matter what happens. You guys think he's that, that safe? Ooh. Kathy, you go first. I want to think. I agree. I think Ricky is probably in the sweet spot. No, unless Tom wins. Yeah, yeah. If Tom Tom wins, all bets are off. But I think everyone else, I think they'll go after Rom. It'll be interesting to see who Natalie goes after. You're right. They will probably go after Candy. And Candy knows that because Candy even said that yesterday on the feeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and see, this thing where these people have like a, a sense that they're being betrayed, people are talking shit about them, whatever, it's real. You know, the separation of the house guests in this very short season isn't like it is in a regular BB. I mean... A week or two into the game, people still don't really have a handle on who the other people in the house are. Things can right. still change. At this point, though, in this, you know, in this house, nobody's good at hiding or whispering. They're always doing something. There's not that much just chill out free time. And so when somebody sees candy off buzzing in somebody's ear, you know, the alarms go off and the and it's not like they can wait a couple of weeks to backstab. They need to take it on immediately. And yeah, I, I think Natalie, without a doubt, would put up Candy. And the only question is, is does she put up Tom next to her? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe she puts up... Well, she's not going to put up Tamar. She's not going to put up Lolo. And she's not going to put up Ricky. 
though that leaves what Tom and Candy and Dina. So she could put up Tom and Dina if she wants Tom out, or if she wants to really roll the dice, she could put up Candy. I mean, okay, what did I just say? Tom and Dina, or Candy and Tom, or even more interesting, Candy and Dina, because that would be like the big FU to Candy. It's like, we caught you, we're putting you up against this season's designated pawn, and bye-bye. Yeah. You know, it didn't occur to me until you were describing that just now, just how much of a pressure cooker version of this game the celebrity version seems to be. And I know that you've got these... You've got these shorter time frames and stuff, but the fact that you have these along with these somewhat volatile personalities, you know, egos in place that are much higher than what we usually see in this game, it's it is a recipe for a lot less of the subtlety that we're used to seeing in this game. And look, so far it seems to be working pretty well. You talked about it earlier. The ratings are pretty good. Um People are definitely watching. People are enjoying. They're saying right now this one's definitely better so far than last year. Now, if that stays the way it is right now, I think they got a good shot of continuing that. But uh, this is this is really interesting seeing how this plays out, especially because I missed it all last year. I didn't watch Celebrity Big Brother in 2018, so I'm I'm really getting kind of a an interesting view at this at this point. Yeah, I, I had the feeds on a few times. I watched like one episode on, of, of the show uh, last year and nothing about that season made a real impression on me. And I just, you know, personally, I, there wasn't anybody that I really liked on that show last year. And this year, you know, right off the bat, a couple of people, you know, Cato was on so many different weird shows MTV and, um, you know, my kids used to watch that stuff. Drive Time, KLSX, Classic Radio in uh, Los Angeles. He had a bit on that. So, you know, fun guy. Interesting, not really, but, you know, just, just the world's best couch surfer type of vibe. And he still has that going on. Um, and he couldn't stop babbling when he got out to be with Julie. That was like, oh, come on, Kato, turn it off. And, and he can't. You know, it's just him. But I will say this. My least favorite people are already gone. And that was Jonathan and Joey. Anybody miss Yeah, you kind of luck you lucked out on that one, didn't you? I did. Kathy, you miss, miss either one of them? Hmm. I guess not. Not really. Not really. I, I, I'm sad. I really wanted Tom to go tonight. Yeah, I think but. there are very few viewers who would disagree with you. Yeah. But I think the comparison between this season and last season was, you know, last season I feel as though it was all about everyone or, you know, the watchers wanting Omarosa to get the boot. Oh, and so yes, it was, yeah. and it was more of the Melissa and Ross show last year. And this year it's, I think it's, I'm actually impressed that the cast is a lot better than I thought it would be. So I think 
they did a good job with the cast. Yep. Anybody in there that you would like to see go right away? Well, I would like for Tamar to go. <laughs> what about you, Finley? Or Tom. Or Ricky. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for Candy. I don't think she really has a chance. I hey. think Dina will be taken to the end because they think, I think they'll just think they'll be able to beat Dina in the end. Yeah, that's a good point. I think you're right. What about you, Finley? Anybody that you like to, would like to see get the like yesterday? Yeah, Dina. She's she's harmless, far more so than I expected her to be, but she's also useless. She is doing nothing in there that seems of value, and I would rather have somebody in there that that plays the game plainly. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. Yeah, well, Tamar's number one on my list, and. Dina adds nothing to the show. Somebody asks if Dina's hair was like built into a hat like some old 80s rock star. And the answer is no. She just has wigs. You know, I don't think maybe those are extensions and not a wig. But they sure look like wigs more often than not. Kathy, so does your eagle eye okay. pick pick up wig or extension or what for Dina? Um, I'm not. I don't know. I'm thinking it's probably extension. But can I ask, do you know where did she find her glasses at yesterday? I have no idea. Because that was like a big thing on the feeds. Is trying she couldn't find her glasses, and she thought Cato hid them. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Kato did. I mean, they were look, looking for him. That's funny. No, I, I missed out on that. I didn't. Uh... Now, I think um, Tamar was wearing a wig in the show tonight. Yes. Yeah. Now, I think Lolo is a kind of. She has extensions. I think Natalie has extensions. Oh, for sure. Most of the purple is extensions. And Candy probably has, if she is wearing anything, she's wearing some extensions. Yeah, they like to do that. They like to make the women have long hair on the show, no matter what. No, people it think it's, well, it's hotter. Yeah. It's sexier, I guess. <laughs> That's because you don't have to dry it. Long hair is a pain. Yeah, I hear that loud and clear. Yeah, loud okay. and clear. Well, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Finley goes with the short hair precisely for that. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Well, guys, we've been hanging out here for almost an hour, and I think we've run down most of the stuff that was on our A list and even our B list too. Any last thoughts tonight? I have a question for the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I kind of touched on it in my little thing at the beginning, but do you have? a thought on who you think could win this whole thing at this point? It's too unpredictable. I could take a wild, you know, stab at it and say, you know, Natalie or Ricky, because I think they're positioned well, but you know, it could be anybody. It really could at this point, all of the people that are left in there, are going to be able to stand up and say, this is why I deserve the money at the end, except for Dina. 
So let me just say, anybody but Dina. What about you, Kathy? As much as I don't want to say it, I think Tamar will be. I think she might be in the final two. And I think it's going to be Tamar and Ricky. Mm, okay. And I don't think we get a vote. It'll just be the House gets voting. So that probably, I don't know. I don't know who, who would get that. Ricky? Maybe. Yeah. Lolo's going okay. to give money to Tamar. No way. You don't think so? Lolo oh, no, and Tamar? I don't think so. <laughs> No matter what. I do have one thought. I find it interesting that they are getting rid of all the men. And Tamar wanted an all-ladies alliance at the very beginning. Well. So I wonder if it'll be interesting to see if they continue with getting rid of the men. You know, it's hard to get rid of a woman when Tom and Kate are on the block. And you had... You know, Jonathan or Joey, when they were up, and nobody wants to boot Dina, so that kind of leaves, you know, there was only one shot at Candy, as I recall. I don't know, the whole thing makes me feel like nobody's even taking the women seriously. You know, the men make these moves, piss people off, and out they go. And most of the women have sat back so much that nobody has any energy to boot them. You know, Lolo's going to want to... I think Lolo's going to have a real hard nose. Uh, I mean, if she gets a chance to take out Tamar, I think that she carries that water still. She's like, yeah, just wait until it's my turn to screw you over and make me mad and make me say the F-bomb 20 billion times on the feeds. This is what you get. So, anyways... Alrighty. Well, I think we used up our hour. Um, we could go another hour, but then again, we would be horribly sleepy at work tomorrow. And it would have to be like something a lot better than this to get us to talk for another hour. We're sitting here. We don't even know who's going to be HOH. So there you go. I think I started this show with bitching about that. Bottom line is, this is BB Chatter Live. Keith Finley and Kathy. We are here right after almost every episode of Big Brother Celebrity um, and or Celebrity Big Brother or uh, these. I never knew these people were that desperate to want to be on Big Brother. That should be the real title of the show, I guess. Desperate for fame, desperate for money, desperate for something. But this is paid for by the VIPs at bbchatter.com and they deserve all the credit for their still being a BB Chatter and a BB Chatter Live podcast and we're very grateful. Thanks VIPs. Having said that, I'm out of here. Good night everybody. Good night folks. Good night.